This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Westchester County Business Journal. I'm Peter Katz. On this edition of Westfair Business Buzz, we're fortunate to be joined by members of the SKG team at Barnum Financial Group, led by Ben Socodato and Chris Campitas. Both Ben and Chris are knowledgeable and experienced certified financial planners and certified exit planners who provide their clients with tailored solutions and insightful guidance for both short-term financial objectives and long-term financial goals. The SKG team at Barnum Financial Group works with individuals individuals, and families, business owners, and they offer financial literacy programs to Fortune 500 companies. Their website, www.skgbarnum.com, has great information and helpful tips for business owners. Ben and Chris are here today to speak with us about an important topic for business owners, business exit planning, how to run your business, so that you can exit in style. And welcome. Nice to have you with us. Nice to be here, Peter. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. And let's begin. Uh, Ben, uh, we can start with you. Why is it important for companies and business owners to have a business exit strategy in place? So business owners spend so much time investing their energy, their efforts, their resources into their business uh, in many circumstances it becomes their largest asset. And the tough thing about it is it's not a fully liquid asset. So it's not something that we can press a button on a computer screen and sell if we chose to today. Um, So uh, having uh, a strategy in place to unlock that equity that we've worked so hard to build um, is imperative for business owners. And some of the statistics are pretty staggering. Uh, So it's estimated that 76% of wealth in the U.S. is actually tied in privately held businesses. Uh, And that 47% of middle market business owners are 55 or older, and they're interested in selling their business in the next three years. But 90% of those business owners don't actually have a structured plan to sell. And so part of what you do is to help create that structured plan. Is that fair? That is fair, yeah. Just as we would create a financial plan for an individual getting ready to retire, we want to create a financial plan for the business owner to gracefully exit his business. And is there any way to tell what the success rate would be on businesses that are able to successfully create a plan, successfully exit, and perhaps retire in great happiness? Um, well, you know, every circumstance is going to be different. Uh, every situation is going to be different. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people put plans together that are not comprehensive in nature, so they may focus on uh, a legal aspect or may focus on um, you know, identifying a buyer that's complementary in the marketplace, but they haven't necessarily put together a, a, a strategy that's going to encompass all areas. Um, so we find that takes time. Uh, in many circumstances, we suggest three to five years of advanced planning um, to put yourself in position to be able to sell. So those business owners that have actually put that amount of time and effort behind the process are going to have a much higher success rate than somebody that says, oh, I know I need some legal documents in place before I sell. 
And Chris, let's move over to you for a second. Now, if someone is convinced that they need an exit strategy, what's the first step that a business owner should take? Well, you know, you asked a question about statistics before, and, and one thing I'll elaborate on is we know that less than half of businesses that are family-owned pass from generation one to generation two successfully, and only about 10% get to generation three. So, you know, almost every successful business starts with a business plan, and it's our position that every business deserves a business plan to exit the business. So assuming that uh, you're a business owner who understands this and you're starting to create a plan for the design of the exit of your business, there's really three main questions that you're going to want to ask and answer yourself. Number one, who do you want to sell your business to? Number two, when do you want to exit your business? And number three, how much money net of taxes do you actually need to walk away with from the transaction in order to accomplish your financial goals and maintain the lifestyle you had when you were running the business on a daily basis? And back to you uh, for a second, Ben. Uh, beyond the sale price, what are some of the other objectives that a business owner needs to consider? Uh, we've seen business owners that their business ends up being a central focus of the community. Um, they employ a, a good deal of a small community, maybe a manufacturing company or something like that. So a lot of times their goals aren't just uh, about let me get the maximum dollar out. It's making sure the company stays intact, um, you know, that a private equity firm doesn't come in and clean up and all of a sudden a community is, is left, uh, you know, in a position where they can't uh, regroup and, and get back to where they were. Um, for many business owners, it's that idea of I'm walking into the corner office and that's my identity. Right, that's where I come in and um, kind of have everybody coming to me throughout the day. So it could be maintaining some um, attachment to the company, maybe having a minority equity stake um, or a, a consultancy agreement that's uh, set up in place. Um, you know, many times there's uh, civic or charitable organizations or uh, estate planning goals that are relative to the business, like, uh, for example, Maybe you have three children and one of them is in the business, but two of them aren't, you know, that um, and maybe you want that key uh, child who's in the business to ultimately inherit and run the business, you know, it becomes a very challenging uh, plan to balance out what's equal and fair, um, you know, the, the equality, equality of uh, the value of the business may not, you know, reflect perfectly with your other assets so that each family member gets a, a you know equivalent share of, of what the estate is so um, there's a lot of challenges when it comes to planning um, we want to just be mindful of really what the business owners goals are at heart and um, help them navigate the different options available to them and Chris how does that play into uh, something as significant as the price as the taxes uh, can you advise a business owner as to how much uh, attention they could give to some of the things that Ben was talking about uh, doing something for charity uh, doing something for the community sure well there's a six-step process that we've put together and step one we talked about is identifying those ultimate objectives. And those are gonna be very, very different for 
every business owner based upon whatever their goals are. And we always encourage our clients to, you know, make goals that would be your ideal, your dream come true. Just like when you first started the business and you decided to take the chance and, and become an entrepreneur. So what is the end in mind that you have? That's number one. Number two, the second step of the process is quantifying exactly what's in place today because it may not always be realistic to achieve every one of those objectives, but we have to understand what our end goal is and where we actually are today. So very often that involves getting uh, evaluation done on the business and determining what the business is worth today. We need to understand the cash flow of the business. And from a quality of life post-exit, we also want to understand what income we have expected to come in that may not be tied directly to the business. For example, um, a business owner should have some type of social security that would be coming to him in retirement uh, or her, and their spouse may have a pension uh, from either the business or another career. In addition, uh, a business owner might have passive income from other assets such as stocks, bonds, real estate. So it's important to understand what are those other income streams from outside of the business, what's the current cash flow of the business, and what exactly is the business worth today, and what do we have to get it to over what period of time to ultimately make the entire plan work. Now, when you're doing this, when you're doing an analysis of a business, is it something that, that you folks do on your own? Do you bring in consultants? Do you use the business as accountant? Just what, what are the mechanics that, that, that you go through? Uh, uh, ben, you want to discuss Yeah, that? so I um, think our role is more to coordinate. Uh, we're certainly not the expert in valuation, so we're going to find a valuation specialist uh, locally or somebody that may be very very familiar with that industry. Um, we are not the CPA, right? So at the end of the day, we want uh, either the client's CPA or if they need a referral, we will bring in a CPA that will uh, help assist in this process. Um, we need a business attorney to look at the contracts they have in place with their employees. Uh, what's stopping your best salesperson from going across the street and opening up uh, a competitive shop to, to your business? Um, so our role is to kind of be that centralized resource and find the appropriate professionals that can help support the process. And uh, Chris, is there a typical time element uh, involved here, Chris, or does each business uh, have its own peculiarities, its own complications? Uh, can a process run, uh, be done in, in a week? Would it take a month? Can it take two months? Uh, is there a, any kind of time hack you could put on something like this? Sure. So an ideal soup to nuts exit planning process is typically going to run the length of 36 months to as long as potentially seven years. Uh, can it be expedited and, and accomplished in a shorter period of time? It's certainly possible depending upon the situation and exactly how lofty the goals are versus the present state of the business. Um, but it's it's case by case basis, and that is why it's so essential to Ben's point that all of the company founder or owner's 
uh, trusted advisors are on the same page, rowing the boat in the same direction. The CFO, the CPA, the estate planning attorney, the business attorney, uh, the insurance specialist, the valuation expert, everyone's got to be working towards the same end goal or chances are you're not going to hit your goal on time. So, uh, Ben, when, when you say you're sort of the coordinators, is that uh, an, an important part of your goal, getting everyone looking in the same direction uh, based on your experience in having uh, done this sort of evaluation in the past? Yeah, I think it's um, it's an imperative part of the process because otherwise everybody's pointing fingers and, and maybe don't uh, have a real sense of urgency or an end date in mind as to when things are going to get accomplished. Um, so, yeah, and each situation is different where, you know, in, in different uh, family-owned businesses, you may see um, interpersonal challenges and you may need somebody more with a psychologist background to come in and talk through some of the uh, challenges the business owner and, and the family's facing. So um, our role is to really help identify those problems and bring in the appropriate professional and then keep everybody on the right timeline, right? If we had an end game in mind 36 months out, there's a lot of things that need to happen in year one and year two and year three uh, to accomplish that timeline. And Chris, uh, are there any mistakes that that you see? You know, when when you walk into a into a business, when you start talking to the the people there, the personnel uh, there, uh, the owners, uh, do you find that there are basic mistakes that have been made, uh, either in the operation of the business or in preparation for an exit strategy? Well. You know, very often what we find when we speak to business owners about their timeline for exit, we say, you know, um, Jane or Mary, when do you potentially plan on selling your company? And they'll say, well, my timeline's about five years from now. And then when we speak to that same business owner five years later and we say, well, what's going on? When do you plan on selling the company? They say, oh, I think I'll be ready in about five years. So five years seems to be the most common answer to that question. And very often, not sitting down with a professional a certified exit planner, what we find is they build a lot of uh, the math in their head off of fuzzy or sometimes false assumptions. For example, they haven't necessarily calculated really how much income they'll need in retirement and what the impact of taxes will be on the income that they will receive. The assumptions they use sometimes in their investment returns or withdrawal rates can be a little bit off. Their own perception of their company's value. Uh, very often we find business owners completely undervalue uh, what their company could be worth when they step, to, step away from it. On the other hand, we find owners who have a completely false and lofty perception of what their uh, company's value might be. And very often, and most of all, you know, my grandmother used to say, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. They fail to factor in taxes into the equation to really understand what they're going to be left with once the deal's all done. Now, ben, without violating any confidences or doing anything un unethical, are, are there some case examples you can cite or, you know, where you have perhaps saved the business owner from making a very serious financial mistake? Well, what we see a lot, um, and not in Westchester County, 
but outside, uh, is that uh, many business owners run a lot of personal expenses through their business, right? So their car payments and their meals out and perhaps a vacation uh, could come through the expenses of the business, which um, they're looking at my cash compensation as X, uh, right? But they're not necessarily looking at all the other stuff that the business is doing for them, um, which if they didn't have the business, they would want to replicate on their own. So to Chris's point, you know, we see that all the time where, you know, I make $250,000 out of my business per year. Well, you also make X, Y, and Z. And when we add all that up, that's a $500,000 lifestyle. And again, when we start quantifying resources, they make this assumption, well, I'm going to get 10% a year in the market and I'll be able to pull out seven or eight of it and it'll still grow. Well, as we're experiencing right now, as the markets are collapsing a bit uh, over the past couple weeks, it doesn't just go straight up. Um, so, you know, we see those um, false assumptions and, and, you know, to Chris's point, um, the business owner tends to feel the business is worth nothing if I'm not here or the business is worth 10x what the true value is. So getting a real valuation is a great starting point um, to level set and be able to understand, you know, what we can actually derive out of it. And of course, those expenses that you see run through the business, that, that, that's only things that the IRS says it's perfectly okay uh, to do. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know if they do or they don't, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, they would have to consult with their own accountant on that. Yeah. Uh, so or once you've set a, a value for a particular business, uh, what's the next step, Chris? What, what, what should happen? Well, the next step is understanding, A, uh, what the business is worth today. B, ultimately, uh, what we want the business to be worth based upon our present resources. The third thing we're going to have to do is protect and grow the value of the business in order to make the, the plan become a reality. So, you know, very often that is a process that involves the business owner removing himself over time from working in the business and spending more time working on the business. Developing a next level management team, if that management team is in place today, ensuring that it's going to stay there after the the transaction is complete and the business is sold, making sure that the operations department, the human resources department, all the all the important systems and processes of running the business are buttoned up and in place, and that it, a growth plan to reach the value target is written and is you know executed upon. Uh, you use the word written. Is it important to have this in writing, uh, or can uh, you actually keep all of these things uh, in your head? Well, you know, we're of the belief that, uh, you know, a it's one thing to have a dream. If it's not written down, then it's not really a goal, and there certainly isn't a plan to achieve it. So we're uh, big advocates for having a written growth plan in place for every business that we work with. So even as you may have had to create a written business plan uh, to get a, a bank loan or something when you're starting up the business, as you're winding down a business, it's important to have something in writing to for reference. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and look, you think about things like, if I'm not here, 
who's going to turn the lights on? You know, if I'm not here, who's going to deal with the vendors or the suppliers that I'm accustomed to dealing with? If that stuff isn't in writing and I'm going to pass the business on to my spouse upon my passing, but nothing is written down how things are supposed to operate, it can create a very, very difficult situation. Now, Chris, are, are there uh, things that help determine uh, your ability to preserve the value of your business? Are there things that, that uh, can help you present a business to have increased value in the marketplace? Sure. There, there's really a, a laundry list of, of things that we can do to A, preserve value, and then B, drive value. Uh, from a preservation standpoint, one really simple thing that comes to mind is an appropriate and updated buy-sell agreement uh, amongst all owners or, or potential owners of the business, ensuring that there is an up-to-date, well-written employee handbook in place, that the business has the appropriate manuals, to Ben's point earlier, to ensure that the appropriate uh, financial controls are in place. Um, from a growth of, of value standpoint, we want to ensure that cash value is in an upwards and increasing trajectory. We want to make sure that the management team is highly motivated and incentivized to help grow the value of the business. One thing that we often find is that a company's client base is not necessarily as diversified as it should be. So if one or two contracts don't get renewed, all of a sudden the cash flow of a business can be uh, dramatically impacted. So spending the time to diversify and broaden uh, the markets that a company is in or the, the customers that potentially are driving revenue to the entity can be extremely important to allow the business to endure and grow. Suppose someone has taken loans over the years uh, and had to put a personal guarantee in place. Is that something that you would look at and, and try to, uh, a loose end you might uh, try to tie up uh, when preparing an exit strategy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of business owners had to start with personal resources um, to get financing, to expand, etc. And as we think about kind of being tied to the business and eventually trying to move ourselves away from that, we want to, as the business establishes its own lines of credit, um, move away from the individual and get it uh, more so attached to the business. And Chris, back to you for a second. Uh, are there events that you can think of that, that would occur, perhaps unexpected events, uh, that might impact the value uh, you can assign to a business? Unfortunately, there, there are quite a few. For example, uh, and I think the, the biggest one Ben mentioned a little bit earlier is, what if all of a sudden during this period of transition, a key employee all of a sudden decides to become a key competitor uh, and has all the, you know, the contacts and the trade secrets that you've worked to build over the years? Uh, what if there's a breach of confidentiality uh, or the unexpected uh, passing of a key employee or, or owner. Those are just a couple things that all of a sudden in the midst of growing the, the value of the entity and executing on a plan, all of a sudden uh, we're completely derailed. So it's really important to come up with the, 
uh, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for here? The contingency plans for all of these potential what-ifs that could occur. And uh, is it important, Ben, uh, for there to be various options for a, a business owner to consider? Um, you know, the simple thing is, well, here, uh, here, here's the business, write me a check, and it's, and it's all yours. But are, are there other ways to handle this that a business owner should be considering? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's typically um, going to be three uh, distinct paths that you could take. Um, you know, obviously getting the, the big check and walking away for a lot of people is very enticing. And um, for many, that's their goal. Uh, we're looking to sell to a third party that's going to provide the most resources um, and not really worried about everything else. But uh, if, if we think about a lot of the businesses that we work with, um, there's family ties. So perhaps it's I want to pass the business uh, to one of my children or to a few of my children, keep the business in the family. We need to think through, well, how are my key employees going to view my son or daughter as the new CEO? Um, will they resent that person for being in that position? Do we need to groom them over time to get in that position? Um, it could be a key management team, right? It, it could be uh, potentially be, you know, a few key employees um, that have put the sweat equity in to build the business up with the owner that ultimately uh, could be the ownership group uh, for the next generation. So, you know, the, the business owner needs to identify, am I looking for the biggest check or do I have specific uh, individuals in mind that I would prefer uh, to run the business based upon my uh, personal goals and, and uh, the ultimate goals of, of the company that we've created? And Chris, just how important should it be uh, for a business owner who wants to exit to be thinking about business continuity? I mean, you know, should they be able to adopt a, a mindset, well, I'm walking away from this business, basically. I'll take my money and just walk away, and who cares about the future? Well, you know, there are a lot of examples, whether the business so is sold to a key employee, whether the business is transferred to a daughter or a son or multiple children, or whether the business is sold to a third-party firm and there's some kind of earnout in place in, in many cases, where the continuity of the business, even after the date of transaction, not just leading up to the transaction, is so pivotal to the actual uh, proceeds that the owner will receive. So, for example, uh, you want to make sure that there's some kind of stay bonus plan in place for key employees so that they remain a part of the entity one year and two years later and that they feel as though they were properly rewarded and incentivized for their efforts and hard work to help grow the business. Uh, in addition, we talked about a, a buy-sell earlier, but it's so important that if this you know, business plan is essential, if this truly is the biggest asset that the business owner owns and it's also the most illiquid asset, that the plan is achieved 
regardless of if something unexpected happens. So having the contingency plans in place, having those appropriate insurance plans in place with your insurance professional, having something as simple as what we call a business continuity instructions document, which states, you know, if something were to happen to me unexpectedly tomorrow, this is where that set of keys is. This is where you can find the password to those important applications. This is who I trust to call these people. And these are the people you should call first, second, third, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a lot of what ifs that need to be planned for. Well, one what if is if someone is thinking of selling their business and listening to this podcast right now, what should they do? What should the first step be for them? Uh, ben, you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, if somebody's listening in and, and they're thinking, hey, this actually is me, um, let's let's kind of take a step back and, and ask the basic questions. Well, whom do you want to sell the business to? Uh, at what timing would you want to sell the business? And have you quantified uh, the business's value and your resources outside of the business to determine if you're in position to sell and make your lifestyle work? Um, if you've gotten those three questions answered, you're ahead of most, and you're probably in a, a really strong position where you can then take the next steps, which I would say consult a professional, whether it's us or another certified exit planner. Um, that's that's well-versed in this space and, and can assist you in all the in intricacies of the process. Um, work with a professional. This is your biggest asset, and ultimately um, you're going to have the most success that route. Of all the people involved in a business, who should be reaching out to you uh, folks for looking at the possibilities, the need for preparing an exit strategy? That's a great question. Um, you know, if you're the business owner who's been waiting and hoping that one of your children might come in to take over the business, but that hasn't been the case, you're someone that should probably benefit from putting together an exit plan. If you're somebody who has had conversations with private equity, uh, business brokers, or investment banks, and you're not exactly ecstatic with what they're telling you, you're somebody who might benefit from an exit plan. Um, we're not the people who value your business. We're not the people who literally handle the sale of your business, but we do work with you to prepare for the best, smoothest possible transaction. And if you're the person who five years ago said, I wanna sell my business in five years, and you're not anywhere closer to doing it today, you're the perfect person who should be contacting us to talk about putting together an exit plan. And how can people contact uh, the SKG team at Barnum Financial Group? What's, what's the best way to get hold of you guys? Uh, you can always give us a call. Uh, our phone number is 914-372-2939. You can send us an email. Um, check out our website. Our website is... Uh, www.skgbarnum.com and you can email us at skg at barnumfg.com. And Ben Socodato and Chris Campitas, thank you so much for uh, being with us on this edition of Westfair Business Buzz. I'm Peter Katz. Thanks for listening. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.